Maria, thank you for joining us today on the Alagos Radio. To begin, share a few words with us about the Save Greek Water Initiative and uh, how it got started. Hello, thank you for having us here. It's great to be here. Uh, Save Greek Water is a citizen's initiative, uh, despite the fact that many people consider us an NGO. Uh, it's a matter of style, I suppose, uh, because we are, in a, in a way, technocratic ourselves. And this has to do because our uh, members, which are all volunteers, come from different expertise, uh, professional expertise like law, economics, journalism, IT or uh, graphic designing, and therefore the result of our work uh, shows, uh, let's just say, professional face. We started on July the 2012, um, taking into consideration the fact that the Greek government has already uh, notified that they, they, they had the purpose to privatize the water companies in Greece. And we wanted to, let's just say, make an experimental fight, a symbolic fight, fight to see if uh, a movement, grassroots, grassroots organization, can really achieve something if it uh, works uh, or, uh, in an organized manner uh, with uh, all the weapons that uh, a, a grassroots organization can have in terms of campaigning, raising public awareness, and, but also doing some, let's just say, underground political work. Let's get into the topic of privatization. What is the danger that Greece is now facing in terms of the privatization that the government wants to implement in terms of the country's water supplies and water utilities? What is the Greek government planning to do and what is the danger for the Greek society? Well, um, uh, unfortunately, Greek society has no experience of uh, water being privatized, water being into private hands. Uh, we have a, a very old story of Ulen, which was of American interest back in the 20s, uh, which was actually uh, the result of the economic, um, international economic control of the country of the era. But now, uh, new, pe uh, young people or, you know, even middle-aged people do not really know what are the consequences of, uh, water privatization. Uh, whereas the international experience is very clear about that. We have, uh, augmented uh, tariffs, very, very, uh, expensive water bills. Uh, we have, let's just say, loss of quality, which has been a result in many, many cases. And, of course, the lack of social uh, control to the water resources. And uh, one last, uh, if I may say, important aspect is the fact that uh, even for the ecological rhetoric that some companies or um, the governments use, uh, it's in a way not um, a good idea to have it in private hands since uh, uh, most of the, um, the water losses or the infrastructure maintenance that needs to be done is usually avoided when private companies take control. Of course, this is much different from the rhetoric that we hear from the government, which is using the issue of privatization as a means of attracting uh, investment in the country, of uh, bringing much needed, as they say, money into the country. Uh, how would you respond to this? Does the privatization of water systems actually benefit economies where it has happened in the past? Well, we have no such, even one example of water privatization being to the benefit of the society or the state. Usually, for example, in Thessaloniki, the water company is in a way semi-privatized since it entered the stock market, market in 2001. Actually, Suez, the, the French multinational, owns 5% of the stocks. Uh, there, we had a loss of jobs, I mean, from 700 
people working there now there are only 265 left so that goes the the famous uh, you know jobs arguments of the government and as to the as to the investments these are seldom done in france which has the longest history of privatized water in europe it, it's only one 12% of the f- huge amount of money that were invested in water that came from the private sector all the rest is um, always public money either money uh, that the taxpayers pay uh, that go um, uh, indirectly from the from the state to the companies, or from uh, the money that uh, customers pay uh, through their bills. So, uh, whenever there is a private uh, market, uh, private uh, company uh, managing the water, it always uh, asks for more raises. For example, in order to do um, repairs or on the infrastructure or any works that need to be done. Let's continue on this topic of examples from other countries where uh, water systems were privatized. There's been examples that I am aware of where countries that uh, received the so-called bailouts from the International Monetary Fund, very similar to Greece right now, were asked as part of this uh, rescue package that they received to privatize certain utilities, electricity, and, and also water as well. There were well-documented cases in Latin America, for instance. And what was the result of these uh, privatizations in countries that were also receiving this uh, IMF assistance uh, at the same time? Well, IMF uh, assistance is always uh, quite poisonous, I could say. Yes, there is always, let's just say, the, Im- the implementation of water privatization whenever IMF uh, is involved into rescuing a country, if rescue can be <laughs> used as a word for this uh, special occasion. Uh, for example, in Latin America, we'll have the two famous cases of Argentina and Bolivia. Argentina, of course, receiving the IMF in a very, very similar situation to that of Greece. And uh, which, um, in the end, uh, had to, to, you know, Suez had to be kicked out of the country, and they're still at courts, actually, with the uh, Argentinian government of uh, this time. And uh, we have uh, the very, very famous Cochabamba case in Bolivia, where uh, actually water became the symbolic fight for the freedom of the country and the independence, the sovereignty sovereignty of the country. And we ended up in having what is called the water wars, where also some people lost their lives. Uh, Let's just say that these are the extreme cases uh, that uh, come from Latin America, But yes, even in Greece, now what is implemented as water privatization actually is imposed by the Troika, the IMF, the ECB and the EU Commission, uh, despite the fact that the the Commission uh, tries to to negate this and uh, say, no, we don't want, uh, we are neutral, because there is a clause actually in the EU treaty that uh, the EU Commission should be neutral in terms of... um, management of especially for water resources uh, so therefore uh, despite the fact that the eu has pushed for the privatization and we have it in the implementation uh, law uh, that was voted by the greek parliament as part of the deal now they negate that they did such a thing that they pushed for the privatization to take place this is a really a very peculiar uh, way of uh, doing politics right now in the eu level at the eu level 
What would the costs, financial and uh, also the social costs, be of privatization if it is implemented in the uh, water utilities in Greece? Well, one of the major social costs, I'd say, apart from the increase in the tariffs, is the loss of social control. For example, we do not know if the quality of the water will be still drinkable, because actually in Greece and in, in, in Athens, despite its uh, huge number of uh, customers, AIDAP um, uh, does provide drinkable water from from the tap, you know, most of the people in Athens drink tap water. We are very, very anxious if this will succeed in, if they will succeed in maintaining the, the, this uh, situation because uh, there are many examples where uh, the private uh, sector helps uh, the embottlement uh, uh, companies to also raise their uh, sales. So, <laughs> you know, by reducing the quality of the tap water, it's a very good way to increase the sales of embottled water. Uh, one other aspect, of course, um, is the economic aspect because um, there are many generations of Greek people who have paid for all the infrastructure. And uh, let's not forget the water is monopoly. You cannot go from one company to the other. So even in terms of uh, free market and uh, liberal ways of thinking, uh, this is not a good thing. It's not good to have a, a private monopoly. So if, whether they say it or not, uh, by privatizing water, you create a, actually a private monopoly which is forbidden even at EU level. So this money that uh, the Greek taxpayers have paid for all these years in order to create the networks, the infrastructure, the big dams, now uh, is going to be like handed for a very, very small price of uh, 290 millions, which are the stock market value right now of the public sector's uh, share uh, in the company, uh, to the private hands. Um, let's not, uh, I will only say, uh, to add to this, that, that 46 million point eight were the net profit of AIDAP this year. So you imagine that uh, the, the price is almost like uh, a giveaway. And we're talking about the possible privatization of a utility that, as you just mentioned, is profitable as well, that is actually bringing in money to the uh, Greek state. Yes, it brings money and it pays also taxes. So it's not it's uh, doubly <laughs> profitable in terms of uh, good public uh, right now for uh, let's just say good public management, uh, good quality of water, very good prices because uh, right now AVAP has like something like zero point five cents for a cubic meter of water, which is one of the lowest lowest prices in Europe. Uh, and uh, in this um, case. Uh, we have a huge uh, problem. Uh, it is not a, a way of uh, a good way of managing actually this uh, public asset. There's a famous quote that is attributed to the CEO of Nestle Waters, which of course is one of the largest private companies uh, that uh, sells bottled water around the world. Where the CEO mentioned that his belief that water is something that shouldn't be given away freely; that it should be a product, if you will, that is uh, sold at a profit on the open market, what would your response be to a statement like that? Water is not my response. Actually, Rousseau's response was <laughs> way better than mine. Uh, water is uh, a, a commons, and this is not uh, a matter of ideology. It's a matter of, let's just say, playing physics and mathematics. And uh, sometimes uh, when I, you hear uh, people uh, expressing their opinion you seem you tend to believe that um, their neoliberal agenda is, is in a way their faith, uh, because sometimes they completely ignore uh, the facts and figures of the subject they are talking about. 
And it is good uh, to have uh, facts and figures when it's in their uh, advantage. But when it's to their disadvantage, they tend to, you know, completely forget about it. This is the case with uh, water being into private hands, actually. There is no uh, real argument from their side, and even the World Bank has admitted that. that there is no real better cases uh, of, uh, you know, water management when it's in the private hands. Even in terms of, uh, as I say, water losses or ecological protection, the, the less, uh, the less uh, losses in uh, networks uh, exist in Holland, whereas uh, all water is into public hands. And actually, uh, Holland also voted in 2004 that, uh, to forbid any possibility of water companies uh, being into the uh, private water companies being into the uh, public water management as a result of the UN right to water uh, legis uh, resolution that passed uh, 2010. For me, it is very clear. Uh, the citizens in Europe have already decided what they want. In 2010, we had a referendum in Italy, which uh, is an overwhelming uh, percentage of 97% people said they do not want the, their water to be privatized. In Holland, we have uh, already the implementation of this uh, policy into the legislation of the country. What we ask, and now with the ECI, the European Citizens Initiative, is for this implementation to take, uh, let's just say, this uh, right to be implemented into the EU law. This way, we are sure that our water won't become a uh, uh, commodity, and uh, there won't be a water market as we have the food market now, which has created very big crises worldwide. And uh, we want to protect the water, which is way more essential even from the food. I mean, you cannot even have food without water, uh, from uh, being hijacked and being turned to in a financial play. And you mentioned the European Citizens Initiative. The Save Greek Water Initiative is taking part in this broader pan-European initiative. Uh, share a few words with us about uh, what the goal here is. Yes, uh, the ECI is actually a tool that the, uh, the, EU, the EU legislation provides. After the Lisbon Treaty, uh, they decided to, to make, let's just say, a tool for democracy and transparency in EU at EU level, and they created this uh, European Citizens Initiative. You need one million signatures from all over Europe and uh, a, a minimum of uh, votes in seven different countries in order to have a successful uh, European Citizens Initiative. Right now, uh, a lot of movements, uh, the European water movement together with some unions and NGOs have uh, worked very, very hard uh, in actually promoting this initiative for the right to water and the non-commercialization of water. And uh, we're going very well. We have uh, way more than 103, uh, 1, 300, uh signatures by now. Greece is going really very well. We're, we're let's just say, halfway in, uh, in having the minimum of votes. So please, everybody who listens, let's uh, enter the right to water with two, number two, right to water dot EU and uh, cosign, uh, or you can find us uh, uh, the, the signatures at our site, savegreekwater.org. It is essential that we all make um, uh, use of this tool. It's the only tool we actually have at EU level of uh, putting our voices together. Now, recently you also participated at the World Social Forum, which was held in Tunisia. What was discussed at the World Social Forum pertaining specifically to this issue of water and access to water? 
Well, there is a big dis- discussion right now uh, worldwide uh, after the big success of the worldwide water movement uh, to implement uh, the right to water and sanitation as a human right in the UN by 2010. We're afraid that this uh, right to water is being in a way hijacked by the big corporations and used as an, as an excuse for public-private partnerships which are promoted right now as an alternative to private, to full privatization of water uh, because exactly of the people's resistance and, uh, let's just say, opposition to this policy. Uh, right now, the big multinationals promote the public-private partnerships and we are trying to find a way to actually stop this from happening because the private-public partnerships, in short, means full privatization of profit and, com- and socialization of uh, Cost. Save Greek Water has also participated in the creation of a short film titled No Means No. What is the film about and what was the role of Save Greek Water in the production of this film? Yes, this film uh, was, uh, let's just say, more for uh, web uh, distribution. It's a very small film, uh, which is uh, mainly targets the people who have no idea about water privatization or, you know, have never thought about it, and uh, tries in a very, very sh- short time, like seven, uh, three, four minutes, uh, to give an idea of how important the water is to our lives, and sometimes something we, we tend to forget because it is uh, very, you know, everyday, everyday use and you know inform the people and make them aware uh, of the situation in a very short time and let's just say um, encourage them to actually put their voices together with ours to to stop uh, the privatization of water and all commercialization of water. Now in addition to what we've already been discussing are there any other initiatives that uh, Save Greek Water is presently participating in or promoting? Yes, uh, we also have in running the, the Greek signatures, which is an AVAS, you know, uh, signature. You need only your email, not the official one, like with the ID that is needed for the European Citizens Initiative. This is only, let's just say, to inform the people and also to create political pressure uh, towards the government. And we have reached by now something like 21,000 signatures, which is not so bad. But, of course, we need way more uh, in order to create uh, and show at least the full dynamic of people Uh, who oppose this uh, policy. Uh, It is true that whenever we go to an event or a projection, which are weekly events that we organize in neighborhoods of Athens, whenever we go and we talk to people and they see the documentary, the films, and uh, listen to the information we give them, they are very outraged and they want uh, uh, to sign immediately. It is, uh, let's just say, their first uh, contact with this uh, subject. And they tend to be really easily persuaded not because we are very good at persuading people, but uh, ex- because of the truth uh, of the situation of the arguments. We participate uh, as well, uh, let's just say, in trying to build a front right now, uh, in politically speaking, uh, together with other, um, um, let's just say, organizations and collectives which are... Uh, Oppose, uh, which agree with us and oppose the, Greek, uh, the water privatization. And also we try to, pre- to create a front in municipal level because we think that apart from the fact that the privatization of water in Greece is a matter of, politic- uh, of European politics, exactly because it is implemented by the EU, and even if the Greek government would like not to do it, I mean, they don't have the chance. We also think that uh, the second level of, let's say, battle <laughs> is on basis and the municipal level, because there we can create a front and actually impede uh, 
this procedure from taking place. Have you been able to reach out to the workers that uh, are employed at the water utilities in Athens and elsewhere in Greece because it is likely that their jobs are also in danger if the privatization uh, proceeds forward? Well, in that case, uh, we have some collaboration with some, uh, uh, especially the mechanics of the AVAP, uh, which is a quite strong uh, union, and let's just say it's the more scientific union of AVAP, it's the people who who are engineers. And uh, we have a, a very good collaboration with these people, and uh, we also have a collaboration with the AF union. Well, it's tricky, you know, because sometimes uh, unions uh, uh, want to protect their jobs, but they do not understand the risks in the, at a later time. For example, uh, even if they are promised not to lose their jobs uh, right now, these particular people that are employed right now, we, we all know that uh, when the, the company is going to be privatized, the places, the, job, uh, the jobs, um, I mean, the job places are going to be less. Uh, so whether they whether they are aware of it now or if the particular persons uh, don't lose a job means nothing because in the in the long run jobs are going to be lost. So this is a problem we have to face with simple people, you know, working at uh, companies uh, in order to persuade them that they should not really look only into their own personal interest, but that of you know their future, uh, the future generation. Now, in wrapping up, and you did mention this a few moments ago in the interview, but just to remind our listeners one more time, where can our listeners find out more information about Save Greek Water and uh, all of the different initiatives that you are currently conducting? Yes, well, actually, we're present in all social media. Uh, We have our site, which is www.savegreekwater.org which is fully bilingual, so every information provided in Greek is also provided in English. This uh, has created a good reputation for us uh, with um, the European water movement and a, a good collaboration. Uh, we also have our Facebook page, uh, which is you, you can find when you enter the site. It's quite long. I cannot really recite it because it's English and Greek <laughs> together. And we also have our Twitter account, which is at Save Greek Water. Wonderful. Well, Maria, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today. I thank you very much, and I hope uh, it was a a small introduction to a very big and complex matter, but I hope it uh, was, let's just say, the first step uh, to a better understanding of why water privatization is not such a good idea.